Head on over to RighteousFelon.com for all of your favorite beef jerky flavors. I recommend starting off with the whole shebang craft jerky bundle. The jerky is smoky and savory, spicy and sweet. All of your favorites, all in one variety pack. Use promo code OCSN in all lowercase to get 15% off at checkout. Don't miss this great opportunity. Go to RighteousFelon.com today. Good evening, hockey fans, and welcome to another episode of American Beauties, your home for AHL news, notes, talkers, and more. We're brought to you by the Old City Sports Network. My name is Dan Bradley. Alongside me tonight, as always, Sam Wismer. Sam, how are you doing tonight? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. We were just talking before the show uh, about your boy, Jared Spurgeon, uh, my, my guy, Jared Spurgeon. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, but while you were rolling the open, just got the notification, scored his second of the night. Yeah. He's um he's blowing up my phone tonight. Yeah, on your fantasy team, so that's a, a great get there. Um, easily his best game of the season, so coming at the right time for you. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the right time tonight, we've got an AHL game on. There you go. Right on cue. Um, yeah, t- tune into both. If you're watching at home, have, have both on. Uh, AHL TV. Just dropped their uh, subscription price as well. So they're For the halfway uh, point of the season. Yep, halfway point of the season. So they, they cut the price in half on it the rest of the way. Um, so, yeah, if you don't already have a subscription, go go subscribe to them. But, uh, yeah, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, the the game on tonight is uh, the Phantoms versus the Monsters. And the Phantoms are up by two with goals being scored by Ronnie Adderd and Louis Belpedio, who has taken quite Yay. a beating. I was I was telling you he's taking quite a beating this summer, uh, or not summer <laughs> season. We're thinking about summer. I'm tired. I just worked 12 hours. Um, but yeah, he's taking quite a beating this season. Uh, per Bob Rotruck on um the he's the Phantoms broadcaster. Um, wonderful guy. Uh, he said that Louis basically took a stick to the eye just now, kept rolling, didn't even go to the bench. Um, but he's had to have dental work done this season. He's gotten a stick to the ribs. <laughs> um, Hockey players do, are built different, man. We do, unfortunately, have an injury from this game already. Uh, Cooper Marodi went down and was holding up his right leg and could not um, bear any weight on it. So I hey. hope Cooper will be okay. Um, Cooper's played a really vital part of the season so far. So, Yeah, big part of the uh, Phantoms organization um and as we've talked about all year that atlantic division is nuts uh and anything so can happen right down now. the stretch so need need some healthy bodies down the way here as well and um, sandstrom is in net right now and like i said 
it's sad when one team has 22 shots on goal and they've not netted a goal yet. Yeah, three games on the docket tonight. Uh, the Chicago Wolves and the Manitoba Moose are underway. No score very late in the first period there. Um, and then looks like partway through our show tonight, uh, the Ontario Reign and the Colorado Eagles um, in action tonight as well. So some some good games on the slate for a uh, for a Tuesday night here. Yeah, and this is actually the Phantoms' first Tuesday night game of the season. They don't ever play a Tuesday night. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. But keeping things in the uh, Pacific Division, Sam, I wanted to talk about uh, Coachella, the uh, the new kids on the block, rolling in and just casual as can be, no big deal. They're in first, uh, in not only the division but tied for first across the AHL with the Hershey Bears. Uh, jump past Providence here as well. Um, it's, so it's a three point gap between uh, Hershey, uh, Hershey, Coachella, and Providence. Um, and look out for those Texas Stars as well on 50 points right in the mix as well. Um, but what's what's going right for Coachella this season? You want one name? <laughs> Give me everything you got. Andrew Podorowski. You have you have a player who just came off winning a Calder Cup. He knows how to win a Calder Cup. He's won two Calder Cups. He's the alternate captain. He knows what he's doing. Still trying to get him on the show, but, you know, he's an AHL mm-hmm. all-star, so I have to wait. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, Jesper Froden in there as well. Like you look at these, these top scorers and there's just a run of them. Uh, Podorowski is at eight, uh, eighth in the AHL with 39 points. And then you have three Coachella players on 37 points. Uh, Jesper Froden, Cole Lind, and Max McCormick. Uh, 21 goals for Froden and then 15 goals for Lind and McCormick. Um, just getting everybody kind of stepping up at the right time and playing well as a team um they can beat you with any given line on any given night um they're getting defensemen to to step up in the the point rates as well with uh, Rafferty and with Riker Evans um it's a fun team in Coachella you also have uh goaltending there with Joey Decord um who Mm -hmm. has been between the pipes I think he was our first between the pipes I think he was um he's a wonderful goaltender you know just everything about that system right now is good and seattle itself is sneaking in so you know you you can't count these organizations out even though you saw what seattle was like last season they were a mess Mm. (laughs) Um, but your baby you're not gonna have the luck that vegas had no team's gonna have the luck that vegas had vegas came right out of the gates with luck. Um, mm-hmm. Not so lucky this season. Yeah. You know. um, yeah. The injury luck certainly hasn't been there as we saw today. Stone's back to being injured now too. So. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, things, things can go right. And I think we got to go with coaching for Coachella. Yep. You, have, you have Dan Belsma as the head coach. You have um, Jessica Campbell as the assistant coach and she's the first female AHL assistant coach ever in AHL mm-hmm. history. So that's like, I'm big on that. Um, we are 100% trying to get her on the show this offseason, by the way. That's that's going to happen. So <laughs> beauty fans watching the show, it's going to happen. <laughs> Sam and I are going to manifest it, speaking into existence now. It's going to happen. If I can't if I can't get Pot, Potsy, I'm, I'm going for Jess. Um, yep. 
And, you know, I just, everything about that team is right. And just by their name, I knew that they were going to be a special team. And I, I honestly can't, can't wait to see their, they're going to make the playoffs and uh, be interesting to see if uh, (laughs) it's going to be Hershey and uh, Coachella. Because Calgary's right there too. They are. And we, we talked about how good the Atlantic is. The Pacific is really top heavy as well. Um, you know, Abbotsford and Colorado can sneak in. Um, I think Abbotsford is probably going to take a little bit of a hit in the second half of the season. Um, once the Canucks start trading players away. Um, we talked on pod snipe silly tonight that Bo Horvat and Brock Besser could both be on the move there. Um, we could see some call-ups um, heading that way um, from Abbotsford to Vancouver. Um, Ontario, of course, a, a team you can't count out either. Um, Barracuda, I feel like they're starting to kind of Get slowly going. but surely figure things out. You know, three, six, and one in their last 10, but like they're playing more competitive games um, than they Montana. were, I think, earlier in the season. Montana, we love you. We love you, Montana. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, having a, a good season there. Um, but yeah, I, I look at this Coachella team and just the, the way that everything is kind of well put together. Um, it, it feels like the, the systems are right. I feel like, uh, once the OHL season comes to an end, there's a chance that we see Shane Wright go back to Coachella. And that would be they're sealing the deal if that happens. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If, if you get Shane Wright at the end of the season and he's able to rejoin the team for the playoffs. Um and I'm not sure exactly how that's gonna work with um the timing of when those events are, but if there's a way that they can get him back and have him play both, um because he's probably winning um they're winning the the championship for the Canadian juniors this year. Like I would be very surprised if he's not on the team that wins it. Yeah. Um, this comment here, Pittsburgh, I don't know what you mean by mm-hmm. that, but um, we're talking AHL. That would be Wilkes-Barre Scranton. <laughs> yeah. Who, by, and uh, the baby pens having a good season this year too. Um <laughs> I know we, we don't talk about we don't talk about them very much for uh, for for Sam related reasons. Um, I'll uh, I'll just uh, I'll, <laughs> I'll say uh, Lehigh is Lehigh could be two points back of them by the end of the night. Uh, Donnie's tagging in Jesse here. Uh, looks like trying to get Jesse. I think there. it is Jesse, but oh, well, uh, I don't know what the, uh, who this is. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's the thing that happened. Um, but yeah, um, bringing it back to Coachella, realistically, I think this is the type of team that, uh, thank there you, we go. thank you. <laughs> um, this, this is the type of team that really I think has what it takes to make a deep playoff run. Um, I think realistically, you can count on one hand right now the number of teams. Um, oh, Joel chiming in. Here to... <laughs> Excuse me, Joel, making me uh, making me cough here. Oh, okay, Jossie. I I was very very confused. <laughs> what a what a moment. Although it's, it's 
it's easy to confuse Sam. So, um, you know, I, I think we can really count on one hand. I think that the number of teams that have a legitimate shot to go out and win the whole thing right now. And obviously the anything happens league, you know, we, we talk about the AHL in that way and, and you can get hot at the right time of the season and, you know, a, a good run of goaltending down the stretch can carry a team. Um, you know, but I think if, if we're looking at this right now, the, the teams that I think really truly have a shot to go out and win the whole thing, Hershey, Providence, Texas, Milwaukee, Coachella, maybe Calgary in that mix, but the road that Calgary would have to take to get there would be so tough too. Joel, my friend, their best player is Brennan Perlini right now, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, oh boy. Teams, it, yeah, teams that should just Chicago. Even... Do, do we want to point out that, that Chicago is seventh in the Central right now? I I, I guess we can't say. Um, yeah, <laughs> didn't, didn't know Perlini still playing. <laughs> He actually went to um, the the uh, cup that happened in Switzerland. He went with Kevin Connaughton. Um, oh my God, I don't even remember the name of the cup. Anyway, it happened in Switzerland. <laughs> um, also, I don't know that it's it's fair to say. That, yeah, se- seventh in the division with seven teams in it. Joel is is okay. where we're at. Joel, um, buddy, they're, I, they're dead last. <laughs> okay, hang on though. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pump their tires here a little teeny tiny bit they're getting Kachetkov back you can't rely on the goaltender though you can we just talked about though a hot goaltender can can lead you down the stretch obviously there's a lot more flaws on that roster than just a goaltending situation but do you know who, do, do you know who these guys are relying on right now Sandstrom yep okay Sandstrom. and it's 2-0 yep. right now so yep. go Sand. <laughs> But, but again, um, you know, a, a hot goaltender can carry a team. What? There's so much more than that. That's that's just the nicest thing that I could find to say about Chicago right now, just with where they're realistically at this season. Um, it's they're, they're the third worst point percent or points, not even point percentage. Third worst points in the AHL right now. And even just those teams that are sitting in like third or third to fifth spot in each division could make make a run for it if they get hot. Mm-hmm. I mean, both both these teams, Cleveland, Lehigh, that they could make a shot. They could. Uh, I, I think it's more likely that Lehigh makes a shot than Cleveland goes on a run, but you never know. I just want to cover playoff hockey. <laughs> yeah. Get us to the playoffs already. <laughs> Lehigh, make it happen. <laughs> Yeah, Joel. Uh, Joel saying Rockford, perhaps. Yeah, Rockford is in uh, better shape than uh, than uh, sh- the Chicago Wolves. Um, Rockford's been doing really well this season mm-hmm. compared to yeah. seasons past. Right. Uh, yeah, twenty twelve and four on the season for Rockford, tied with the Admirals for second in the Central. Um, the the difference being the the regulation wins. Um, but getting back to Coachella here. Like I said, I, th- I think there's five teams that right now you can point to and say, yes, they have a very good shot to win it. And Coachella is pretty much at the top of that list. Um, you know, yeah, because of Lucas Reichel. Yeah, we know. 
we know he's your boy. We know you're ready for him. Joel, we also know there's a good chance he doesn't on. finish the year in Rockford. Um, Joel, Rockford has Adam Clendenning. Are you telling me it's not because of him? I give it 10 seconds before Joel says that uh, he didn't know that Clendenning was still playing too, just because <laughs> that's the type of guy Joel is here. No, Adam Clendenning is he, he's a journeyman. Yep. Again, yep, I said, there it is. <laughs> Do I know Joel or what? Um, but no, like, like I've said, Clendenning is a great player. Um, journeyman, he's been on a lot of teams throughout his career. Um, I got to know him over the season last season. Um, so I mean, he was he served his purpose. He was a defenseman. So mm. yeah. let's uh, let's go ahead and pay some of the uh, the bills around here and, and talk a little righteous felon. Um, if you are new to the show, um, you'll find out pretty quick. We, we love righteous felon on the show. If you're a regular listener, you know that, that I swear by them um, have yet to try a product of theirs that I didn't like, um, you know, some more than others, but uh, in, in particular, the, uh, I, I finally tried the, uh, the Truffalo bill, I think was the, the last one I needed to try. And That's that one so good. savory, like it, it like, some of them are well on the sweeter side. Some are spicy and some are just savory. This is a good savory uh, jerky, the Truffalo Bill. Um, 15% off your jerky bundles, meat snacks, and more. Um, that discount applies whether it's just a one-time order or if it's a subscription. Uh, found that one out as well because um, I subscribed last week. So, um, yeah, use promo code OCSN for Old City Sports Network. They'll get fifteen percent off your jerky bundles, meat snacks, and more. Uh, yeah. Sam, oh, and anything ahead. anything over fifty dollars, free shipping. Boom! Include that too. Good call. That's that's why we uh, we check each other on these. Um, <laughs> HL Player of the Week. Um, you know, we we swear we're not exclusively a goalie show, but when the NHL or excuse me, when the AHL um, makes their Player of the Week. A goaltender, we're going to talk goaltenders on the show. And uh, that's exactly what the AHL did this week with Louis Domingue. Um, a phenomenal uh, stretch, 201 with a 1.66 goals against average, a 941 save percentage, and a shutout in three road starts uh, to help the Wolfpack extend their point streak to seven games. Um, Sam, we've, we've pumped Louis Domingue's tires on this show before. Uh, but what can we? What else can we tell the people about uh, Louis and uh, in his game? Um, he served a purpose for Pittsburgh in their uh, playoff run, like mm-hmm. every year. But uh, you know, uh, yeah. he, he, he always played. seems to get called up come playoff time because Jari's hurt or DeSmith is hurt. Or but Murray he's not with the Pens. He's not with the Pens anymore. So, mm-hmm. uh, but he, he he was though. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Um, Dustin Tokarski is actually up with Pittsburgh right now. Um, Because, of course, there's another goaltender injury in Pittsburgh. Naturally. Um, Mm -hmm. Louis Domingue is a a fabulous goaltender. I've watched him over the years. He was with Pittsburgh for a long time. The whole, He was just with the organization for a really long time. Um, Apparently, he likes spicy pork, but he shouldn't have eaten it (laughs) during (laughs) playoffs. Yeah, uh, but yeah, like, like I've said, he's a great goaltender. Um, he was back up a lot, which really didn't 
make any sense, but, um, you know, I'm not the coach. I don't make those calls. Um, he was two Oh and one with a 1.66 goals against average and a 0.94 save percentage and a shutout in three road starts to, um, help the Wolfpack extend their point streak to seven games. And, uh, he got his first shutout of the season with Hartford last Tuesday against Charlotte. That game was ugly. To say the least, I watched it. It was mm-hmm. terrible. Um, I don't know what was wrong with Charlotte. They were acting like they had bricks on their feet and they just weren't moving. Um, saw that in front of my own face Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, he has had 22 appearances for Hartford. Uh, and he has a record of 966 with 91 save percentage and he rakes ranks eighth in the AHL with a 2.37 goals against average. Um, He's in his 11th year. He is from Quebec and he's played 147 games in the AHL with Hartford, Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Stockton, Syracuse, Binghamton, Springfield, and Portland and has a career record of 65, 55, 16 with a 2.76 goals against average and a 90 save percentage with six shutouts. He's also played 142 games in the NHL with Arizona, Tampa Bay, New Jersey, Vancouver, Calgary, and Pittsburgh. And he's 59-60-10 with a 3.04 goals against average and a 90 save percentage. He was originally a fifth-round pick by Arizona in the 2010 NHL draft, and he signed as a free agent with the Rangers in July of last year. Yeah, so he's been absolutely all over the place. But I think the thing that really sticks out to me with all the the numbers that you just read off is 147 AHL games, 142 NHL games. Like the, the guy is the pretty much the definition of being your, your career tweener as a a goaltender. And, you know, as, as we talked about with Zane McIntyre, that that can get a little tough, that can get frustrating at times. Um, But he has absolutely made the most of his opportunities when they've been given and whether that's at the AHL level whether that's at the NHL level, level um, he's a guy who's always ready to go. And it's uh, nice to see him get honored for uh, player of the week last week, um, especially with a, you know, a two Oh and one stretch and a shutout over your three games and doing all that on the road too. Um, it's impressive. So uh, hats off to Louis Domingue. And, you know, we, a couple months ago, we had uh, Montana Anebuche, who's the defenseman for San Jose Barracuda, on the show. Um, mm-hmm. Wonderful interview. God, I wish I could get him on again. Um, and we talked goaltending because it's really important for defensemen to protect their goaltender. That's that's mm-hmm. that's their job. Just protect right. the puck from that. Like that's their main purpose. Oh. Um, and he's just talking about. He's like, there's not a single goaltender that is weird or that is normal same thing mm-hmm. uh, like a guest we had on in september colin he said the same thing not a single goaltender is normal um but you know what on this show we love our little weirdos mm-hmm. oh we sure do and uh <laughs> definitely wanted to, to call some attention here to uh louis domingue yes um Go to www.oldcitysports.com. That's old with an E and check out all of our other podcasts, articles, and more. We have a Eagles podcast. Um, Eagles just had a 
bye week because they're the best. Um, Dan, would you uh, like to reminisce this weekend? Nope. Nope. I, I would like to just say that uh, our next segment is brought to you by Nishamani Cruise <laughs> Brewing and, uh, and move on from there. Um, yeah, it's, we're, we're not going to talk football for, uh, for a little while. Um, who's up, who's down. Um, I'm going to do my absolute best with these names here um, because we have quite a few to get through and they are not uh, easy pronunciations on this. I want to start um, with one that really just jumped off the page as kind of a whoa kind of move. Um, Alex Nedeljkovich sent down to the Grand Rapids Griffins from Detroit. Um, there was a lot of thought on whether or not some team who was in need of a goaltender would claim him. Uh, I was frankly surprised that he cleared waivers. I know he's kind of going through um, some growing pains this season, I think a little bit. Uh, I think that's fair to say, um, but was really, really surprised to see Nadelkovich outright sent down um, for Detroit. Um, if he can find his form again with Grand Rapids, um, like we've talked about, Grand Rapids, the potential is there. The pieces are there. They just need to put it all together all at once consistently. But they absolutely have the talent. And now that they have a goaltender in Nadelkovich, that could really spur things if Nadelkovich finds his game down the stretch here. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and I know Grand Rapids isn't doing terrific uh, just because uh, Andrew Rinaldi, he covers the beat for Grand Rapids and mm -hmm. uh, Chicago Wolves. So, um, you know, he's been telling me, he's just like, it's, it's not great. Uh, but, you know, I mean, a goaltender can definitely help. I don't know how much, but like you can't rely on the goaltender because what if that goaltender gets hurt? True. I, I will say this though. Uh, the number of teams who have allowed more goals than Grand Rapids this year, two. So if you can address the goaltending there and that can help cut down on some of those goals, can turn some of those losses into wins real quick. Um, the two that have allowed more, uh, are Laval and San Diego. So take that for what it's worth. Um, but could be a, a good move for Grand Rapids if Nadelkovich is able to find uh, his game. Another goaltender on the move, this time going the other direction, Uko Pekka Lukanen, called up from the Rochester Americans to the Buffalo Sabres. Um, if Lukanen Again, it, like with Nadelkovich and goalies we've talked about are weird and consistency is tough. Um, he is going to be, in my mind, he's the future starter uh, in Buffalo. I think two, maybe three years down the road, it'll be the tandem of Lukanen and Devin Levi as their 1A, 1B goaltending tandem. Um, but Lukanen really looks like he's going to be the guy and he's, he's close. Um, I, I think he'll get a good opportunity to work in some starts down the stretch here. Um, especially with Craig Anderson as the starter at age 41. Um, you got to give the reins to the young guy at some point. Um, so I, I think just for the sake of managing workload down the stretch too, Lukanen is going to get a ton of work. Um, so hopefully if you're a Sabres fan, um, you're hoping he's up to stay this time. Um, in a related move, Peyton Krebs was sent down from Buffalo to Rochester. Um, Krebs has nine points in 43 games this season. 
Um, so still sending him, sending him back for some seasoning um, so that he can polish Never his game up. Never a bad idea. Yep. Yeah, give, give him some confidence. Give him some a little more time to develop. Because, again, like we've talked about, these younger guys uh, in particular, a lot of them missed a good chunk of time in 2020 and 21 with the COVID seasons, um, having their playoffs canceled that year, having a good chunk of their following season, potentially a draft year or draft plus one year um, gone. So that development timeline is is staggered a little bit. I think Krebs kind of falling victim to that a little bit. Um, but somebody as well that I'm also very high on, I think he's a, a top six forward. Uh, I think that's how he projects and, you know, a little more time to grow. He'll be, he'll be right back there. Um, Anton Blyde up from the Colorado Eagles to the avalanche while Martin Kaut and Sampo Ranta are headed to the Eagles organization. Um, Rasmus Kapari from Los Angeles down to the Ontario rain. Grigory Denisenko up from Charlotte to Florida Peter Kachetkov from Carolina down to Chicago. I'm sorry, Sam. We knew it was coming. We know no, I'm going to talk about it. <laughs> I, I know you don't want to talk about it, but we've got to talk about it. Everybody, um, chill. Relax. Exactly. Paper move. It's what they had to do because otherwise you're losing Anderson or Ranta you for nothing. And I think they can move Ranta at the deadline to get some cap room. Uh, to work with, and then they call Kachekov back up, and he's your your one B so, down the stretch. Here's the thing, because I have a lot of Carolina fans on my Twitter, and I might get roasted by them for saying this, but guys, don't have a meltdown, please, please mm-hmm. don't have a meltdown. Like it's gonna be okay. Piotr is where he needs to be. Mm-hmm. Agreed. He will be up there full time. You guys will have your franchise goaltender. You know, you had your franchise goaltender before Cam Ward retired. You had that. Mm-hmm. You're going to get that back. Just take this in stride. They couldn't put Anderson on waivers. They couldn't put Ranta on waivers because they know if they put those two on waivers, guess what? Ranta or Anderson would have been nabbed up like that. Or if by some miracle they somehow cleared, guess what? You're still paying their full NHL salary at the AHL level. So and it doesn't Carolina, do anything to help your cap situation. And Carolina doesn't have cap room right now. No, none. So I mean, you can put what you can put patches back on IR. I don't know if he he went back and he got injured. He came back from being injured, and then got re-injured. Mm-hmm. Um, guess guess who's held patches by the way all season for fantasy hockey, taking up that IR slot and just activated. Cut somebody to activate him, and uh, he's right back to IR. Yep. Yeah, multiple um, weeks. Great. Love it. Um, some, some more call call downs. Jacob Bernard Docker went from Belleville to Ottawa. Um Billy Billy Heinola, yep. Thank you. From Manitoba to Winnipeg. Uh Jansen Harkins from Winnipeg to Manitoba. And Jackson Sauber from Rockford to Chicago with Staylock and Concussion Pro- Protocol. Yeah, I I love my guy, Alex Staylock. Um, I, he has battled so much to try and get back to the NHL consistently and then signed with Chicago, who is just a a bottom feeder this year, um, you know, closer to, closer to Bedard than they are to the playoffs. That's 
I swear to God, if he ends up in Chicago, I'm going to break things. Um, but it, just a, a tough situation. And again, more injuries this year for Staylock, who has had some concussion problems throughout his career. Um, it sucks to see. Like, he just came back, too, within the last, like, week. Um, so, I guess good for Jackson Stauber that he's up and he'll be backing up, but absolutely sucks for uh, for Staylock. For sure. Um, concussions are never fun. Take it from somebody who's had six in her whole life. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yes. I've, had, I've had four, but the one this last summer that I had really did a number. Yes, I am very clumsy. Very clumsy. Um, but yeah, I mean, concussions are nothing to to take lightly. Um, Carter Hart just came back from a concussion, um, you know, and people are just like, oh, he's going to be injured the rest of the season. No, he's not injured the rest of the season. They have to take him out because I, just, I had a concussion like right before the pandemic. So it was 2019. I, um, I slipped on black ice and my head hit concrete. Um, so, but I didn't see it because obviously black ice, you're not really looking. No, you're not going to see it. Yeah. Um, so I fell, my head hit concrete, um, and I was pretty dizzy and sick and my stubborn self decided that I was going to go and try to do CrossFit two days after. Oh no. Um, my CrossFit coach was like, are you sure you want to try? I said, yeah, I'm sure I want to try 10 minutes into the workout. I stood there and I was just like. I don't feel mm. good. Ian was like, go home. <laughs> yeah. The the one I had this summer, 4th of July, took a took a fall right in the uh, about 15 feet to my right. Um, smacked my head on the way down. And I was still feeling effects from that into October. Um, concussions are no joke. Uh, protect your brains. And it, it sucks that Staylock is having to deal with it again. I'm hoping that he's back on his feet here soon. Um, yeah. I <laughs> really no no other way to say it than that. Yeah. Oh, we got to pay another bill. Yep. Uh, Norse beards. Uh, get it growing in, looking real nice, getting all, uh, all clean, no ingrown hairs or anything to have to deal with. Uh, your Norse beard products will definitely help with that. Keep you looking good. Use promo code OCS for old city sports. That'll get you 25% off of your Norse beard products. Um, a little late for the, the stocking stuffers. I, I love throwing that one out there because it's it's such a good one for um, throwing in a stocking, but doesn't have to be a holiday uh, either. Promo code OCS, 25% off at Norse Beard. Uh, thank you to Norse Beards for their sponsorship of our show. Do you have a goal? No, we had a fight. We're, oh, we had a fight. Uh, still yeah, two nothing fight. in that one? Yep, two nothing. We're holding on to it. There's uh, seven minutes, 38 seconds left. Okay. So um, Cleveland has 26 shots on goal. Lehigh has 25, and Lehigh's up by two. Uh, we also have a goal to report in the Manitoba Moose and Chicago Wolves game. Um, where is it? Why do you, Why are you showing shots? I don't want shots. I just want the goals. Um, shots? Uh, Nicholas Jones was the, uh, the goal scorer for the Moose. Uh, also, hey Joel, if you're still watching, Brendan Perlini took a hooking penalty, so still making it onto the score sheet somehow here. Um, friendly chirps, all in good fun. Um, 
That's disciplinary Joel. report. That's what? Joel's, that's Joel's favorite player on the Chicago Wolves. Yeah. So I, I had to give him a shout out. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, we don't have anything for the disciplinary report. The league has been good this week. Yeah. Boys are behaving. Um, love that for us. Uh, hate it for the how short that makes this segment, but I guess uh, no news is, is good news in that regard. It means guys aren't being stupid. They're doing stuff to stay on the ice. So no disciplinary report this week. We'll take it. Yep. Um, check out Fanatics for all of your NHL merchandise. They actually do sell one team of AHL, which is uh, San Jose Barracuda, but that's basically who sells all of their merch for them. I actually got this off of Fanatics with uh, Jesse's link for Flyers Alley. So, um, And it came really fast. It came in like two days. So um, shout out to Fanatics. Uh, I don't know the promo code for this week. We'll have it up soon. It'll be in the bio. So. Yes. Go check and that out. Then, um, this next segment of American Beauties is brought to you by Sterling Pig Brewery out of Media, Pennsylvania. If you want to try out some great beer, definitely go check out uh, Sterling Pig. And then between the pipes, I'm going to let you take this one, Dan. This is your boy. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. Uh, Jesper Wallstead, who um, one of the top goaltending prospects in hockey right now. Um, if you were to rank the top 10 that aren't currently in the NHL. There's a pretty good bet. He's top five. There's a decent shot that, that he is top two. Um, I would make a, a big case for Yaroslav Askarov being on that list. Um, I, I think there's certainly an argument for Kachetkov and Lukanen and now lukanen has been called up. So that list is just changing by the day here. Um, but Wallstead is a phenomenal goaltender. Um, he is the future of the Minnesota Wild Pipeline. Um, this season with Iowa, he got off to a little bit of a rocky start. And again, it's his first season playing in the States. He'd been playing in Sweden um, basically the entirety of his uh, professional career to this point. Uh, nine, seven, and three with a 91 even save percentage, a 272 uh, goals against average, and a shutout. Um, it's been a bit of a split. Um, in terms of games played between Wallstead and McIntyre, um, who, again, Zane, thank you for joining us on the show earlier this season. Loved having him on. Um, I think we could have talked to Zane for probably another couple hours, um, especially if we got going on. Uh, yes, a boss man was watching. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> and, and uh, you know, the, the fishing stories and the Minnesota stories, I, we could have talked to Zane for a long time. Um but also this season, um, you know, did score a goal earlier this season as well. Um, got his, his empty netter. Um, so both of Iowa's uh, top two goaltenders and Wallstead and McIntyre on the point sheet. McIntyre with the assist on, uh, on one of the goals and then uh, Wallstead scoring his own. But Wallstead is the future of the Minnesota Wild goaltending situation. Um, Fleury is not going to be playing too much longer. Philip Gustafson, who uh, acquired in a trade with the Ottawa Senators for Cam Talbot, um, looking like he's going to be the bridge between Fleury and Ballstead for the next couple of years. Um, I think one of the top priorities for Minnesota this season is this offseason is going to be figuring out a deal with Gus. Um, Ballstead, I could see him spending 
one more year in Iowa to really Hone get in. settled in. Yep. Um, like we've talked about, it's a big adjustment going from playing in Sweden to playing in the States. Um, the style of the game is different. The pace of the game is different. Um, the, the speed at which all things are happening uh, is, is different. So taking some time to really not rush things. Um, I think Minnesota with their prospect pipeline as well, you know, Marco Rossi is on the way. Liam Ugrin is on the way. Um, I hope Ugrin is playing in Iowa with Wallstead next year. Uh, a couple of Swedish countrymen. Um, it, it would just be cool to see. Um, but I think the way that the wild have in particular invested in their defense as well. And you're seeing that with uh, the core that Iowa has in place right now among their defensemen, it's really helping bring Volstead's game along. Um, I, I am so, so hyped for what Volstead is going to bring both at the AHL level to Iowa down the stretch this season, probably next season as well. Um, but when he is called up to Minnesota, um, he's, he's a special player and someone that I think anytime that he is in the lineup, you got to watch. You know, and you, you see so much just talent. And, you know, sometimes you, you have those players that come that are drafted and then they, they show up at training camp and boom, they're in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very rare that that happens. The last time I think that happened mm-hmm. is, for at least for this organization, was Nolan Patrick. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's even rarer, too, that it's a, a goaltender who... Yeah. Come, there, there are so few goaltenders who go from draft season to NHL because, because goalies, it is such a big difference. Goalies take longer to, de- uh, to develop. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I know Jesper, Jesper is going to be a special, special, special goalie. And uh, I think Dan is already trying to order his uh, Minnesota Wild jersey with Wallstead on the back. Oh, yeah. In, in fact, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if there's a way I can get an Iowa Wild uh, Wallstead jersey. Um just because that would be another cool one to to have in the arsenal. Pretty sure you can order from the website. I'm I'm looking into how I can make that happen, um, but I do also have a wedding and a honeymoon that I oh, need yeah. to pay for. So just wait. Just wait. It's, it's fine. I, 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 I'm gonna get me an Iowa Wild jersey one of these days, but I gotta wait until um, all of that is paid for first. But point being. Um, I'm absolutely hyped for what Wallstead is going to bring. I still can't believe he fell into the Wild's lap. Um, the Wild um, traded with the Edmonton Oilers, who have their own need for a goaltending prospect, and moved back two spots. The Wild moved up to go get Wallstead. And Billy G and Judd Brackett, again, home runs in the draft. That's That's what they do. Um, mm-hmm. they, they knock him out of the park every time. And for Volstead, who is talked about as a potential top 10 pick in his draft year, it's it's very rare that you see a goaltender go in the top 10. Um, and even over the last few years, first-round goaltenders haven't been particularly common. Um, looking ahead to this upcoming year's draft class, I do not think we will get a goaltender off the board in the first 40 picks of this year's draft. That's not to say there's not good goaltending in this year's class. I just say that to show how good um, 
the, in particular, the, the forward roster. group, in particular, the forward group is, um, but some really good defense and who will be sneaking into that first round as well. It's just such a loaded class. And I think early on teams are going to prioritize getting forwards versus getting a goalie. And when we say class, we're not just talking first round. We're talking the entire class. class. You will not get a bad pick within this draft class, no matter mm -hmm. where you fall. If you win the Stanley Cup or if you are Anaheim or Chicago, um, <laughs> <laughs> you can get Connor Bedard. You can get a no name that you know nothing about. You are still going to get a good pick. That is how deep this draft is this year. And keep in mind as well, as you're filling out your, your players in your second and third round, um, and even into your later four, five, six, seven, it's possible that you're going to find an NHL gem in the seventh round and someone who contributes to the lineup later in the draft. Well, you we need bodies in your organization for the AHL. You need guys for your ECHL affiliate. Teams are drafting with some of those spots in mind. So um, don't panic if your seventh round pick never makes it to the NHL because there's a good bet that they can make an impact at the AHL level. Um, you know, and, and that's still talked, a successful pick. We talked about this last week when we talked about Sam Erson. Sam Erson was a fifth mm -hmm. round pick. Look yeah. how good he's doing. Like, mm -hmm. there's. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're talking about, you know, from the draft, that's where some of these guys do end up. They end up in the ECHL, they end up in the AHL. Um, if, if, you, if you think an AHL game is fun, go check out an ECHL game because, They're man, nuts. I've been having fun going to my ECHL affiliate and, and taking pictures there. And man, those games are fun. Um, mm -hmm. Now to keep in mind that my ECHL affiliate is second in the division. Um, so just going to go ahead and uh, make where, sure get, where, that, get that in the shot. Where are they? Bobby Brink just got a goal. There we go. My guy. Oh, Sandy's about to get a shutout. Let's hope. You said it. No. I knocked on wood. You jinxed it. No, I didn't. It's only a minute left. But you said it. It's fine. Dan, shut up. Hang on, folks, because we, we are going to have to uh, – we're going to have to sweat this one out for a minute here. <laughs> I'm sweating now that I said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're just going to go ahead and keep an eye on the clock here. Um but really, to, to wrap up our uh, our Volstead talk, um, my hope is that he's going to carry things for the Iowa Wild into the playoffs and, and beyond. Um, I I do think he's going to have a tough go against Yaroslav Askarov as, as the 1A, 1B, who's your top goaltender for the, the division. Um, but wow, the, the talented goaltending pipeline in the Central right now um, – it's a lot and, and had to call some attention to Volstead here tonight. Did, uh, did the Phantoms just take a penalty? Probably. I, I thought I saw someone get hauled down there on a trip. Um, no, men on the ice. Oh, There's... too many on the ice. Okay. No, 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 no. Oh. That, that wasn't the penalty. Oh, they they're, they're good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to, Let's have you move just a little oh, bit to block oh, the screen it. here. I cursed so that it. We, so that we do not 
get in trouble with the uh, AHL for any uh, re re transmission of the game. I told you, you don't say it. You do not say shutout until the game is over. Sam. Owen Sillinger. What have you done? Oh, no. They have 19 seconds. Shut up. They're going to win. I mean, they're still going to win, but you blew it for them on the shutout. Oh, oh. Oh. There was no way Sandy was going to save that one. There was no way. You jinxed him. No, there was no way he was going to save it. It It doesn't matter. You jinxed him. It went in the corner and around his skate. But you jinxed him. You still said shut out. The next time we have a goaltender on as a a guest interview, I'm going to ask him about that superstition. Because also, I've seen some of our hockey boys um, where they would say it to each other. They would say it to each other just to, to mess with them. Um, um, well, it's funny because Saturday Tyson Forrester was, or no, not Saturday, Friday night was on a hot streak. Um, and our broadcaster here, Bob Rotruck was like, oh, he's going for a hat trick. Yep. That's the other one. You don't say shut out. You don't say hat trick. I'm sorry, Sandy. You can say has two goals already and is looking for a third. You can say things like that. You don't say hat trick and you don't say shut out. You think I'd learn right now? I've I've apologized to goaltenders because I once accidentally said it on a broadcast. Um, And I apologized to them after the game, after it broke. Um, But yeah, yeah, I mean, jinxes are real. Going back and talking about like ECHL, those Hmm. those games are just so much fun. And I, you know, I kind of lost touch with that for, for a couple of years um, and, and getting back into the groove of it, man, some of these players are talented, mm-hmm. talented, really are. talented players in the ECHL. Um, yeah. Look at Michael Hauser, who last season went from starting the season at the ECHL to playing with the Buffalo Sabres in the same season and played well across the board. You know, I mean, I, I'm just starting to get reacquainted, so I don't know very many players. I know the Reading Royals, um, you know, in, in net, you either have Pat Nagel, you have Nola Mayer, or you have Josh Boyko. Um, and then, you know, defense, you've got great defense with Mason Millman. Um, and then you have the captain, Garrett McFadden, which I saw just a textbook defensive play. Just the two of them going backwards in unison to protect in mayor in net. It was just beautiful. I wish I would have gotten it on camera. Um, and then, you know, if Nagel's up with Lehigh, they they flip-flop back and forth so that both of them can get playing time. Um, unfortunately, Lehigh is down a goaltender right now. So, uh, fortunately, we don't know when Troy Grosnick will be coming back. And when Troy Grosnick comes back, that's when... It'll be Nagel and Mayer down there. I don't want to think about losing Josh Boyko in Reading. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's a great tandem, whether it's it's mm-hmm. the three of them, you know, and then, you know, it, it just – the ECHL is fun, and I really wish more people would actually go to it because it's literally right in your backyard. 
for sure. I feel the same way about the the AHL. If you're if you're able to go to an AHL or ECHL or SPHL, any level of minor league hockey, we support it and want fans there. So yeah, I am. Um, I I could probably get an interview with one of the Reading Royals. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, in about two months, uh, I do tend to cover college hockey when the NCAA tournaments come around. Um, and in about two months, the NCAA regionals for the Frozen Four men's are coming to Allentown for the second year in a row. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, right now, it's looking like uh, Jesse, Penn State. They're, uh, they're about to hit up Allentown. Um, you know, I, I, I covered last year, and man, that was such a phenomenal thing to cover. I, college hockey, different breed. Oh, it's, it's so much fun. And I, I'm I'm so hopeful that Minnesota Duluth will be able to figure things. Yeah. And they're 36 in the pairwise right now. So they've got basically no shot, but um, Minnesota Gophers, I'm I'm putting it up there right now. Killing it. Penn State is killing it. Gophers are going all the way this year. And uh, one and, and I wouldn't be surprised if Penn State is there too. Um, down the down the stretch, I wouldn't be surprised if they make the the uh, Frozen Four. Um, we'll see how they break it up regionally because they generally they try and avoid as best they can having the team play in what is basically their home barn. So, like, having Penn State play in Allentown would be a little bit nuts, but it could happen. We'll see. Um, and once it once it does happen. yeah, Penn State at number three in the pairwise, um, Minnesota at one. I think those – that's going to be fun to watch down the, down the stretch of the season here. But, yeah, so I, I'm, I'm really excited. I'm going to go back and cover it again. Um, Long day of hockey, man. That 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 first day of the regionals, <laughs> like eight hours of hockey. By by the 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 second game of the second period, I was just like, <laughs> "Is this over yet?" <laughs> by the way, uh, where can fans who want to see your photography of these events, where can they uh, find you on socials for uh, for your photography specifically? Um, right now for photography, I only have. Um, the Instagram, which is Sam Wismer Photography 88. And then um, I usually just post pictures on my, my Twitter. Perfect. Yeah. I, I go, guess. Go follow Sam. Get nice shots. <laughs> go follow Sam. Her her stuff is great. Um, it's it's like you're right there at the event too. So um, but wanted to those, push those, that for you a little bit here before the end of the show. Those poor boys, man. I was I was literally standing on top of the tunnel and I was just like <laughs> like as they were coming out, oh, yeah, they're going to they're going to be stuck at me by April. <laughs> well, that is it for uh, our show tonight. Thank you to everybody who tuned in and watched or commented throughout the show. Um, thank you as well to all of our sponsors: uh, Righteous Felon, Neshaminy Creek Brewing, Norse Beards, uh, Sterling Pig, Old City Sports Network, and Fanatics. Uh, that's it for tonight's episode. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. We will be back next week with more AHL content. Stay tuned to Twitter for updates there. But until then, I'm Dan Bradley. She's Sam Wismer. Enjoy the rest of your night, everybody.
Night, guys.